this is Julie at Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 265 of Dogcast Radio, which today examines some doggy dilemmas posed on the AITA forum of the Reddit website. Talking of websites, do check out our website, dogcastradio.com, to listen to any of our podcasts. Here's PR Julie to tell you what you'll find there. There are 265 episodes covering everything about dogs, from how to get a puppy, settle them in, toilet train them, cope with separation anxiety. Sounds like PR Julie is going to take a while, so we'll get going with our first story. AITA for telling someone I'm not friendly when their dog came up to me. Went to a brewery restaurant with my wife. Our name was called and to get to our table indoors, we had to cut through the patio. We got stopped for a few moments behind a table leaving and saying goodbye. In those moments, a lab type dog comes up and starts sniffing my ankles. I look at the owners and say, what the heck? And point at the dog. They just say the classic line of, oh, don't worry, he's friendly. I admit I was a touch rude. I just say, I'm not friendly. They pull their dog back under the table. They start saying, if you aren't friendly, you shouldn't be coming to a dog-friendly restaurant. I tell them, just because the place is dog-friendly doesn't mean that it's okay for your dog to come up to me. I don't want it in my space. They seem baffled that someone didn't like their dog. He called me a rude name and told me to find somewhere else to walk. I say, go away, as we head to our table. My wife was like, you're right, but could you have been friendlier? Was I wrong? Edited to add, indoors is not dog-friendly, outdoors is dog-friendly. My wife and I specifically chose indoor seating because it was not dog-friendly. Okay, well, crikey, we're diving in at the deep end with this one. Everybody is the baddie here. Wow, where to start? Um, Okay, I think that at the heart of this problem isn't dog nature, but human nature, because this could have been handled very differently. I'll act out a little scenario for you of how it could have gone. Non-dog owner. I say, old chap, your dog's sniffing my ankle and I don't much care for it. Dog owner. Is he? Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Hey, I say, Fido, come back here and settle down under the table like a good boy. Non-dog owner. Thank you. I'm not really a dog person and I don't understand dogs or people who like them. Dog owner. Really? I'm a dog person and I can't imagine anyone not falling in love with my dog. Non-dog owner. He is a nice dog, I suppose, but now I'm going inside to eat my meal in peace. Dog owner. Enjoy your meal. Cheerio. Non-dog owner. Cheerio. Well, something like that, anyway. But do you see what I mean? The owner might have taken his concentration off the dog very briefly, and the dog assumed that everyone would like to meet him and indulged in some very natural sniffing. While the stranger didn't like it, there was no need for any language, insults or aggression. However, I believe that as dog owners, we should always strive to be the best ambassador for dog ownership every time we go in public with our dogs. Every time. And amongst many other things, that means ensuring that our dog doesn't interact with anyone who doesn't welcome the interaction. But this situation would have been diffused if everyone had just been a bit more dog and a bit less human. You're listening to Dogcast Radio on www.dogcastradio.com. Right, let's check back in with PR Julie. Go on holiday with and without your dog? Introduce a new dog? Be the best advocate for your dog? Disabled dogs? What to do if your dog goes missing? Yep, 
still going. We'll carry on with our second canine conundrum, which is A-I-T-A for choosing our family dog over a friend hard on his luck. Me, 32, male, my wife, 30, female, and our two daughters, both under five, live in a decent-sized apartment, not grand or anything of the sort, but big enough for us and for us to host another person for a limited amount of time that it would not be a burden. Recently, a friend of mine, 28 male, that I've known for a few years from an old job, is going through a divorce, has asked me for a place to stay. I talked it over with my wife, and she has no problems with him staying with us. When I told him that he could stay, he was so grateful. But then told me to let him know once we had gotten rid of our dog and deep-cleaned the home, as he has a severe dog allergy. We never knew about this, as it has never been an issue. We always hung out at a mutual friend's house, work, the bar, or double dates at restaurants where no dogs are. I told him that we would not be able to get rid of our dog to accommodate, as he is part of our family, getting older, and that it would honestly devastate our girls and us. He is now running around bad-mouthing us to our friend group for taking back our offer for him to stay with us and choosing a dog over his health. I have been receiving multiple calls saying I am in the wrong for not helping him now. But I'm choosing our family dog over our friend staying with us due to his divorce. Wow, should I have warned you to be sitting down for that one? I mean, my first reaction, well, no, my first reaction is speechlessness. But that doesn't make for great listening. So my second reaction is... Would anyone seriously ask or expect this? Let's review the facts here. The dog owner and his friend don't sound that close and indeed aren't even colleagues now. They used to work together. If the friend has never spent time in the dog owner's house, are they really friends or more acquaintances? It seems to me that the friend has no idea of the enormity of what they're asking. Dogs, pets, are family you know, I've said before that I think of myself as our dog's parent, or grandparent for Jenny's dog, not in a silly, fluffy way, but because I, we, are responsible for their education, health, entertainment, exercise, training, in the same way that we are for our children. They hit that spot in your affections, that part of your heart and brain, they become members of your family as beloved as any of the human members. So for an acquaintance, or even a friend, to ask you to oust a family member to make room for them is kind of preposterous. The dog's family have been very generous. There's already a family of four and a dog in the house, and they're offering to take him in. But there are limits. Would he have expected this couple to ship their kids off elsewhere if he was allergic to them? Now, having said all that, allergies are a serious issue which can be life-threatening at worst and incredibly uncomfortable at best. So I have a lot of sympathy with the guy asking to stay with his friend. And if someone in your family has an allergy or if you have an allergy, getting a pet is a huge minefield. But if the dog is already a family member, I don't think you can expect someone to oust a family member because of your allergy. So in this case... I think the dog owner is simply being a loving and responsible dog guardian. The Guinness World Record for the longest doggy ears ever was a bloodhound named Tigger, whose ears were over 13 inches long. Let's see if PR Julie has wound up yet. The wide variety of activities you and your dog can enjoy. How to cope with crate rest. How to support your dog through illness. Preparing for the end of your dog's life. Nope, there's still more great Dogcast Radio content to talk about. 
We'll leave her to it and we'll turn to this question. A-I-T-A for not being upset that my friend's dog could die because of me. I was hosting a big garden party at the weekend. I invited my entire friend group plus their partners. One of my friend takes her dog everywhere. I told her no pets were allowed. Although it was a garden party, we were in and out of my home and I have four cats. My cats do not like dogs and neither do I. Anyway, my friend showed up with her dog. I told her that her dog was not welcome in my home or garden and asked her please to take her dog home or elsewhere. I thought my friend left. I went inside to sort some things out. I went into my garden about 15 minutes later and my friend was standing there in my garden talking to our friends. She doesn't live that close, so I was confused. I went to ask her how she got back so quickly. She told me she just popped in and was going since her dog isn't welcome. I asked her where her dog is and she shrugged her shoulders and said he was around. I went looking and found him at the bottom of the garden, eating my crops and making a mess. I was angry and told my friend to get her dog off my property. A few hours later, she called me asking me what her dog ate. I had no clue. My gardener plants and attends everything. I told her I didn't know, but said he'd made a huge mess, dug things up and clearly eaten things. She shouted at me that her dog is sick and that I need to find out what the dog ate. I told her I had no idea, but I'd text my gardener to ask, but it was really her problem. I did send the text, but my gardener didn't answer. My friend called again, wanting to know what her dog ate, and I told her I still didn't know. She told me I obviously don't care if her dog dies and called me a rude name. I still don't know what her dog ate, but apparently he is very sick and might die. I feel bad, but I told her not to bring her dog on my property, so I don't feel responsible like she says I am. Am I in the wrong? Okay. First things first, I want to know that the dog is okay, because none of this is the poor dog's fault. I don't think the party host is in the wrong because I do think that people have the right to say they don't want your dog in their house. Now, don't get me wrong. I find it incredibly hurtful and offensive when someone says it to me. It definitely damages our relationship and puts me on the defensive. I have chosen to miss out on visits to family or friends who have refused access to our dog, but it is their right to do that. What is or should be the priority here is the dog's welfare. When I first read this problem, I had a sinking feeling that when the owner didn't know where the dog was, they had found their way out of the garden and onto a road. But, as dogs will, they had found a different kind of danger. I think the dog owner is irresponsible here and should have supervised their dog to keep them safe in an unfamiliar environment. I love my dog and they have rights. They have rights in my house and in public. They have the right to my protection but they don't have the right of access to someone else's house if they're not welcome. On a slight tangent, crops? What is this woman, an arable farmer in their own garden? And who lets the gardener plant whatever crops they like? That garden could be awash with illegal plants of all kinds. But above all, I still want to know if that poor dog is okay. If you happen to know, do me a favour and let me know. The top three doggy ailments most often diagnosed by vets are gum disease, ear infections and obesity. Surely PR Julie will have run out of steam by now. Coping with grief. How to move forward while honouring the dog you've lost. Plus, of course, many dog trainers have given us the benefit of their expertise. Scientists and researchers have kept us informed on the latest developments. No, still going. You know, that dog gas radio website does sound good. 
Another question now. A puppy poser this time. And warning, if you take blood pressure medicine, have some to hand for this one. A-I-T-A for scolding my daughter for letting the dog run away. My girlfriend Sarah and I had been discussing taking a road trip for a while due to the stress we had both been under. It was my nine-year-old daughter Emily's weekend with me, so it meant she'd be coming along with us. We decided to make the trip on Emily's weekend with me, and Sarah's Yorkie puppy Daisy had to come along. I informed Emily that she had to stay in the car and watch Daisy while Sarah and I made a few stops. Emily seemed to understand and was content playing on her iPad and eating snacks. After a few stops, however, Emily started acting strangely. I asked her what was the matter and she said she was getting bored. I told her, sorry hun, but she knew what she was in for from the get-go. We could all do something together later. Emily reluctantly agreed. At one point, I stopped at a gas station to buy a drink and Sarah went to use the restroom. When I returned, not even 15 minutes later, the back door was wide open and Emily was crying next to the car. Daisy was gone. Emily confessed that she was bored and wanted to get out of the car and Daisy jumped out. Traffic was too busy for her to run after her. We drove around looking for Daisy with no luck and Sarah was inconsolable. I was so angry and disappointed with Emily that I couldn't even look at her. I tried to explain to her why what she had done was so wrong, but she just kept crying. The road trip was cut short and I dropped Emily back at her mum's house. Emily was really upset, but I was still mad and couldn't speak to her. I was too mad to even hug her or say goodbye. Her mum called me cruel and conniving, but I told her it was awful what Emily had done to Sarah's dog. I felt so helpless. I wanted this weekend to be good for all of us. A-I-T-A? Oh, no more Mrs Nice Dog Lover. This one has really pushed me over the edge. I'm hulking out and I'm telling it like it is. His ex-partner called him cruel and conniving. Oh, I've got some choice adjectives that begin with a C, but we'll get back to him later. Because let's cut to the chase. A dog ran away here. A young, small dog in an area of high traffic. And a child was in that high traffic too. So we have bad parenting, irresponsible dog ownership, dysfunctional relationships, so many red flags going up here. Leaving a nine-year-old in the car, leaving the dog in the car, leaving the child and the dog in the car together, and not having the dog safely restrained in the car in a crate or harness. The guy here isn't considering their child's needs. Sarah isn't looking out for her dog, and both of them are blaming a child who had no say in the situation and was obviously very upset by how things developed, which I don't think they would have foreseen at that age. My best hope here is that the puppy finds her way to the daughter's house and the ex-wife takes her in and fights her corner for her. In short, A-I-T-A, yes you are. The most dog-friendly cities in the world are San Francisco, California, USA and Paris, France. Authors have shared their experiences, both with their dogs and writing about them. Dog charities have given us insights into their work. (laughs) Still going. Now, you may love your dog, but does your family? This person asks, A-I-T-A for gifting my sister pictures of my dog. I'm a bit of a joker, I will admit, but hear me out. So today, I was at my parents' house to celebrate Christmas Eve with my side of the family, as this year I will be spending Christmas with my girlfriend's family. Anyways, we opened presents up early this morning. 
Something I should note about my sister is that she loves her children, which is great. And I do love my nephews, but every year she gives me magnets, pictures, blankets, and pretty much anything she can plaster her kids on. While it's nice, I don't have a shrine at my house dedicated to them. And I know this might sound selfish, but I don't really want them as I don't know what to do with them. They end up in a drawer or something. Because one year she got me a large tapestry thing with her kids on it and it was huge. Obviously, I didn't want to hang it up as it quite literally covered the entire wall. I never say anything to her as I don't want to offend her and ruin Christmas. So that's when I had the genius idea of doing the same thing, but with my dog. I put him in a little tie, took his picture and put it in a frame. I love my dog as my child, so I figured I'd gift it to my sister. I also got her a $25 Starbucks card as she's obsessed with them and I wasn't trying to be petty. Anyways, she opens it up and her face drops. Then she goes to me and says, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? Without a thought, I said, same thing as I do with yours. It'll look good on your coffee table. Long story short, she got mad. My family is pretty much on my side, except for a couple of people who thought it was funny. But in the end, dogs aren't comparable to humans which I don't necessarily agree with and wasn't the point of the gift. But whatever, I thought it was funny. But I need unbiased opinions. A-I-T-A? We all love our kids. But hey, we all love our dogs. However, other people won't love our kids or dogs quite as much as we do because, well, because they're too busy loving their own kids and dogs and cats, rabbits, guinea pigs, budgies, lizards, goldfish, and so on. So you could say, take the present from your sister in the way that they're given, with love. Or you might think it's better to speak up and save your sister some money. I mean, saying that, the dog owner did give their sister a gift card too. So there was obviously no malice meant. And sometimes humour can help make your point without causing offence. Oh, I'm chasing my tail, going round in circles like a dog trying to find somewhere just right to lie down. So in conclusion... Take the gift, say thank you and keep the peace or bring up the elephant or rather dog in the room and face the consequences. As to whether dogs are comparable to humans, we'll all have our own take on that. Look, I'm going to whisper this. So come close and listen up. For me, that depends on the dog and the human involved. Like if we were on the Titanic We're in the icy water and Kate Winslet only has space for one on that wardrobe door. Do I want her to save my dog or a stranger? Obviously, my dog gets to live. If we're in an aeroplane that's about to crash and there's only one parachute left and it's going to my daughter or the dog, I'm going to say that it goes to my daughter. But then the parachute wouldn't fit the dog anyway and our current dog, Mischief, could be cradled in Jenny's arms as they both drift safely down to earth. But you get what I'm saying? And actually, this is a very unrealistic situation because I wouldn't put our dog on a plane because they'd probably have to go in the cargo hold and I wouldn't do that. And actually, it wouldn't happen at all because I'm watching Hijack starring Idris Elba and it's totally put me off ever flying again. But in the situation outlined in the question, I'd say the dog owner is fine. But any people giving them a hard time need to look at themselves in the mirror and think about what they've done. The earliest known archaeological evidence of humans keeping dogs as pets is a dog laid to rest alongside humans in a burial site in Saudi Arabia 6,000 years ago. And many of our wonderful listeners have contributed to the show. 
telling us all about their dog, sharing the ups and downs of being a dog lover, and all of it is to celebrate the wonderfulness of dogs. Oh, can't argue with that. Dogs are wonderful. This last question involves poop scooping. You know me, I always end up talking poo. Our last subject to suss out is A-I-T-A. My dog pooped on the sidewalk that happened to be in front of a cafe in New York City. The owner was not happy. I just had an experience that I'm not quite sure how to feel about. I was walking my dog on a commercial street filled with small businesses and shops in Queens, New York. I'd just come from the vet and my dog, a beagle mix, had been pretty nervous, so I thought a little walk would be nice. As we're walking, my dog suddenly stops and poops in the middle of the sidewalk. Now, this is not an ideal place for him to go, and usually he tries to find a grassy spot off to the side, but apparently he needed to go, and this was where he was going. This spot he chose to go on the sidewalk happened to be in front of a cafe, about four feet in front of it. I didn't think much of it or even notice what business I was in front of. I got out a poop bag to pick it up. I picked up the poop in the dog bag and tied a knot. There was a small amount of residue that I couldn't get off the sidewalk. Not sure how to avoid that. Just as we are about to continue walking, someone pops out the door, who I assume is the owner of the cafe, and says in a rude tone, This is a business. Don't let your dog poop here. Pointing to where the dog had pooped. He should have pooped over there. Point to the curb. I didn't know how to respond, and I think I muttered something like, this is a sidewalk and this is where he stopped to go. I didn't feel like I should apologise for anything in this situation, so I did not. I was more annoyed than anything. I turned and left without further engaging with the person. I noted the shop and made a mental note to never visit it. Just for a better visual, this cafe has no outdoor seating. This is just a public sidewalk in front of their cafe that is on a pedestrian street in a big city. I'm not sure what I could have done differently. I picked up the poop. The owner of the cafe didn't need to come out and say anything. They don't own the sidewalk in front of their cafe. This is New York City. We all have to share the sidewalk. A-I-T-A? Dealing with dog poo is one of the least appealing aspects of dog ownership. But it's of huge importance and a task we have to get right. So, in this situation, I would have said to the shop owner, I'm really sorry, but my dog's stomach is upset after a visit to the vet. If you could bring me some water and some tissues, I will clean up the small amount of waste that's still on the sidewalk. Hopefully that would have addressed it, but if it was merely the fact that the dog had pooped at all... okay, this is a tricky one, because if it discouraged cafe customers, that cuts into the cafe owner's profits, and obviously he's going to be annoyed about that. Dogs poo, and while we can train them and do our utmost to ensure they do that in the most convenient, out-of-the-way place in general, occasionally... Accidents are going to happen. And for me, it comes down to how we approach that. Again, we need to be the best version of a dog owner we can be. And hopefully, everyone involved can at least aim for kindness and civility. Well, we've put the world to rights. Or at least we've put six dog-themed dilemmas to rights. Let me know your take on these questions. And you can find many, many more on the Reddit AITA forum. To which there's a link on the Dogcast Radio website, which is, all together now, dogcastradio.com. That's it, until next time. So until then, look after yourselves and your dogs. Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. You can contact us on Skype 
with the ident dogcast radio. That's all one word, dogcast radio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dogcastradio.com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. What is a dog's favourite Pink Floyd album? Bark Side of the Moon.